This is a River Church podcast production. Good morning. Welcome. Glad you're with us this morning. You know, last week we celebrated Easter. And oftentimes we celebrate Easter as the resurrection and we move on. But I don't want to move on because Easter is far more than simply a yearly celebration. It is a way of life because it represents the resurrection of Christ. And we're called to live the resurrected life in Christ. We know in in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, that it actually tells us that Jesus is our Savior who brought from death to life. That's the resurrection. Resurrection is celebrating the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead that is now transferred to us to raise us into new life. That's what the resurrection is, and it's something to celebrate. And for the next several weeks, I want to look at what resurrection life looks like. And this morning, I think it looks like a celebration. Let me tell you a story. When I was 16 years old, my brother threw me a surprise birthday party. Um, He totally threw me off. We went water skiing down in uh, the LA Harbor and uh, grabbed some dinner on the way home. I had no idea what I was walking into. Went home after the day and there were all my friends, high school friends, uh, packed it out in the house. I felt so appreciated. I felt loved. I felt celebrated. You know, I'm not a big celebrator, but I'll tell you what, I relish in that celebration. And I think that's resurrection life as Jesus describes it in Luke chapter 15. And I want to look at this one picture of resurrection life. And here it is. Resurrection life is a celebration. And here we have this passage of scripture and Uh, Jesus tells three parables. And in all three parables, something is lost. The first parable, a sheep is lost. So a shepherd leaves the 99 to go find the one sheep that's lost, finds it, comes back. The second, a woman has uh, lost a coin. She searches the whole house, finds the coin, and comes back. In the third parable, the father, a father, loses his son, He's wandered away. He's left the home. He has abandoned his family for his own life and finally comes back. And in all three cases, we see something happen. And this is the point of all three parables. This is resurrection. A celebration breaks out. See, we see it in all three cases. When the shepherd brings the sheep home, he says, rejoice with me gathers all of his friends and his neighbors. I have found my sheep, which was lost, but now is found. The woman says the same thing, gathers her friends and her neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found the coin which I had lost. The father, in the same way, the son is now returned, says the same thing. Come, eat, celebrate, for the son of mine was dead and has come alive again. In all three parables, a party breaks out. And I think what Jesus is saying, that's a picture of the resurrection. First, there is a full-on welcoming home of new life. And the second thing we see is something changes. And we find that in the third parable. And I will look at just both of those with you just briefly. Something changes, but there is a celebration of new life. And the first one uh, is this new life. 
The sheep that was lost is now found. The coin that was lost is now back in possession of this woman. The son that has wandered away is now back with the father. A celebration breaks out. But here's why Jesus describes it as a celebration. Because he says, in the same way, in two of the parables, he says, in the same way, I tell you what's going on in heaven. There is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. In the one person whose life has changed, who comes to his senses, who realizes they were lost and now are found, heaven breaks out with joy. Revelation 19 reminds us that a multitude of angels are praising God and are singing hallelujah, salvation, and glory to God. He's the originator of salvation. We sing his praises. A party breaks out in heaven when someone comes into new life in Christ. I mean, in the parable of the woman who's lost the coin, the same thing has happened. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels over one sinner who repents. As there is a party in heaven, what Jesus is saying, we need to be a church that throws a party. Resurrection life is like a party. I mean, amazing party, a powerful party, a party because something is lost is now found. Now, we understand in the context, it says that Jesus was dining with sinners and tax collectors. Jesus dined with a lot of people. Jesus spent a lot of time around a table. He spent a lot of time at parties. Jesus loved to party. He loved to be with people and celebrate. And the Pharisees, the religious leaders in that day, came to Jesus and they grumbled and said, this man receives sinners and eats with them. The Pharisees couldn't get it. The Pharisees were held back because they were trying to earn their favor with God. And what Jesus is describing in all three parables is you don't earn it, you're just found. The sheep didn't earn it, he was found by the shepherd. The coin was found by the woman, the father the son returns and the father receives him. He doesn't deserve to be returned. He doesn't deserve to have a party thrown for him. In all three cases, the Pharisees stand in opposition. They believed in segregation and isolation and rules and regulation and trying to earn favor with God. And what Jesus is saying is what I do is I go and find what's lost and why don't you just celebrate it? Just throw a party. The very people that Jesus dined with, all different kinds of people, were people that needed new life. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're one of those people that you've been lost, that, you've, that you are away from God. You have found yourself distanced from God. And you feel this sense of shame and guilt. You feel this sense that God is pushing you away, that the Pharisees are right. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve a party. You know, I had a, um, a heart attack last year. I know that's a little abrupt, but I had this heart attack on February 22nd, began my recovery, and by my birthday, March 30th, I was able to um, join together with my family to celebrate. We all went up to our cabin in Lake Arrowhead, 
and I had asked my cardiologist, is it okay to get into that out level of altitude? And he cleared me, so off we went. And it's tough to get adult children that are all married all together. And when my, our one daughter has a, our, we have a grandson and, and uh, my son has a dog and we've got our dog and we all piled in this cabin together. And I'll tell you what, it was a time to celebrate. It was a time to celebrate new birth, new life. And it was in me. I mean, in one sense, my life was over in that moment. I remember going down to the hospital in an ambulance. It was an hour-long ambulance ride. The ambulance had chains on. It was in the middle of winter. It had been a major snowstorm. And I was thinking to myself, this could be it. And as I began recovering, I realized this is new life. And it was worth celebrating. And we had a rager. I'm wondering how we take that into the church. I'm wondering how personally you feel celebrated when you come back to God. But I'm also wondering how we as a church celebrate new life. I think we got to rethink church. We got to rethink how we celebrate and, and, and throw a party for new life in lots of different ways. And maybe it's a, a home party for people that have recovered or have come into a new relationship with Christ. Maybe it's personally you're just simply getting up in the morning and throwing yourself a party, celebrating. I've been doing that lately. I've been on these walks. And these walks have been just uh, life-giving to me because as I walk, I've been listening to worship music. And as I listen to this worship music, I am feeling stronger. I'm getting new perspective. I'm feeling the sense of celebration of new life in me as I'm worshiping. And then I found Psalm 59 verse I believe it's verse one, it might be verse 16, that says, I sing to the Lord and I find his new strength. I find strength as I sing to the Lord. See, we've got we've to blow open the doors and think counterculture and think, how do we celebrate the resurrection life? It's a party. Well, it could be in a lot of different ways. Think about it. But I also see one other thing in this passage. And it's in the third parable. It's the parable of the son as the, parable, as the son comes home. He's, he's probably wearing clothes that he's been wearing for a long time. And he's been living essentially on the streets. And his father says in this passage, quickly, says, quickly, bring out the best robe, put it on him and put on a ring on his hand and sandals on his, quickly bring out new clothes. See, the celebration is not only a party of new life, it's a party for new life. It's also, it's also exchanging old clothes for new. You're entering a new stage of celebration of resurrection life, and it requires a, a, a transformation. As Paul says in Colossians 1, we've been raised with Christ. Put off the old self and put on the new self. All the things that you used to be are gone. Put on the new self and all that is now in Christ. And Colossians 3 lays out all these various things. It's, it's the newness of life that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 6, verse 4, that we've been buried, now risen to newness of life in the resurrection. We live it out. We live it out personally, but we also live it out publicly. And I think both are true. We're putting on 
a new self, a new way of thinking, a new way of living. But we're also believing in the full transformation of God's creation. See, we're committed to both privately, moral change, total change, but we're also seeing that publicly as well, that we are committed to that. We're committed to that change and we're willing to get up every day and usher in the restoration of all things through our lives. Um, various writers have communicated that if this is true, that resurrection truly brings life, then we should be more than motivated to bring that new life into this world. C.S. Lewis says that those who make much of this life are those that make much of the next life. If we know what is to come, the resurrection of all things, the restoration of all things through Christ, then we are working toward that in this life. The question is how? How are you doing that? I mean, are you waking up in the morning and asking the question, uh, nothing is lost in this life. All has been regained. We are celebrating that. What can I do? I, I wrote down a couple questions. First is, where in your life are you aching for restoration in this world? Personally. I, I read a, a great story. Somebody sent me a, a, a post, and uh, it's a story of a young Biola student that graduated, went on, took developed a, a company, an events company, Tents, uh, setting up tents for concerts. His name's Ryan Chora, here in the South Bay. I've met him, but I've read a little bit about his story and about what he's doing. And in the middle of this pandemic, uh, you can imagine his company completely shut down. I mean, there are no events. There's no concerts, no tennis tournaments, there's nothing. All's been shut down. And so all of these tents that he's been setting up have been uh, uh, have basically been returned. But then he came up with a great idea. Hospitals need triage tents. And totally transitioned into, uh, uh, rather than setting up tents for concerts, he began setting up tents for hospitals. The transformation happens when we recognize resurrection life. That's worth celebrating. And so this morning, I wanna encourage you Maybe resurrection life has come to you. Maybe you've been far off. And as you heard this message, maybe right now you've come to realize the Father has opened his arms to you. And you don't have to earn it. You've wandered from him. You've lived your own life the way you've wanted to live it. And God the Father has his arms open. He has a robe waiting to put over you clothe you with a new robe, give you a new life, it's worth celebrating. And we could celebrate with you right now. I want to pray for us. I want to pray for our church, but I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you if you're watching and you want new life. You want to be returned to your father and you know what that means. We long for that. We do long for it. We have a longing for something greater. And this is your moment. Just pray with me. Here we go. So Father, I pray for anyone out there right now that has sensing the need, the desire, that they want to move from death to life, from being estranged from you to be welcomed back in, lost and found. 
I would encourage you, if you're out there, you would pray this prayer. I mean, this is what it means to come into a relationship with God. Father, I have, I'm like the prodigal son. I have wandered away from you. I have lived a life in rebellion to you on my own, living the way I've wanted to live. I have sinned against myself. I've sinned against my family. I've sinned against you. And I pray, Father, that you would receive me back. Jesus says, whomever comes and repents, I will restore. You can bank on that. And so, Father, right now, I pray that you would receive me. I don't deserve it. I don't earn it. But I come now humbly, and I beg you, Lord, will you receive me back in, into your life, that I might have new life with you. Amen. If you've done that, you've received new life. It's worth celebrating. So church, as we think about what just happened in this message, I want to encourage you to be available to people that you may, may know that may have just entered into new life. And if you've just prayed that prayer and received Christ as your Savior and Lord, I want you to reach out to somebody. You can reach out to the church, info at riversouthbay.org. Let us know of your decision. Just write us, info at riversouthbay.org. But another thing you can do is somebody that you know that knows Christ. You can reach out to them, let them know. Encourage them to make contact with you and help you in your new life in Christ. Church, let's celebrate. Let's really celebrate resurrection life. This has been a podcast production of The River Church. To find out more information, please visit our website at riversouthbay.org.